You're listening to 1995 Rewind. I'm Fraser Ruddick. And I'm Ryan Richards. Fraser, did you know... <laughs> did you know <laughs> that I was once fired from my job as an internet shopper um, for reading movie magazines in the toilet while on shift? Movie magazines or movie other magazines? magazines? Nope. Oh, no, no, Fraser. Fra- let's, let's not go there. Definitely movie magazines, although... <laughs> You know, there are some adult movies, right? There's, there's attractive ladies in movie magazines. But right. that wasn't the reason, to clarify. Uh, just lazy, mostly. Hang on, how did they know you were reading movie magazines in the toilet? Well, because they have a thing called security cameras, Fraser. I don't know if that's... A, in the I don't toilet. know if you have that in Australia. Well, I assume they have not it in outside. The toilet, no, 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 not in the toilet. Not in the toilet. Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> I, could be, I don't know how, how the company work, but uh, I assume just in front of the door me being the uh, teenage worker i was didn't give it much thought but yeah that was a, a a true low low point in my life fire um but there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of reading material to the toilet we all do it yeah no actually i, I, I don't i'm not in there long enough <laughs> i'm like I, a, i'm like a rocket in and out i i thought they came down <laughs> harsh on me if i'm honest like i i feel like you know, maybe a slap on the wrist. Maybe a let's not read movie magazines, you know, during your shift in the toilet. Yeah, that is pretty savage to Do fire you. Know you. Like, what was the what was the process? They're just like, Ryan, we know you, what you've been doing and you're wasting company time and <laughs> I, you're fired. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Company time is clearly, clearly important in this uh, modern day world we live in, Fraser. What a shame. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, well. Because now yeah, I'm here what? doing this. So it's all good. Oh, great. And Mm. what have you had to do over the last fortnight, Ryan? Um, I've had the joy of watching Babe. 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 Yeah, I had to watch it too. How many times did you you watch this one? Because you have a habit of watching them numerous times Uh, every time we're going to talk about a film. So. Oh, I do this properly, Fraser. What can I say? Okay, uh, I watched it three times altogether. Three. Although the, the the first time, I will admit to having fallen asleep just before the end because we're adults, Fraser. You and I, we we have lives <laughs> to lead. Okay, tiring jobs, tiring work. Um, right, that's not going to fare well for what you truly think of this film, is yeah, it? <laughs> I promise you, it will not impact it in any way, shape, or form. Okay, those other two times were uh, perfectly fine. I'll be yeah, honest. I I watched this twice, twice. And one thought, day, Fraser, you're going to surprise me and have watched it more than me, and it's going to be the greatest of days. Look, despite what I feel about this film, watching it twice in a freaking row, it mm. was tough. It was really tough, and it was my fault because I thought I'd just I'll watch it once, and I wouldn't have to, you know, I could just chill out and not have to take notes. But then yeah. I was really, really not looking forward to having watched it again, and. Uh, Really, but I did, yeah. But it's like it's like uh, on the last episode where we had to do a whole episode, a whole second episode about Waterworld. So you know, it could be worse. We could be talking (laughs) about Babe twice, right? I I mean, I feel like talk about Babe twice would be more achievable than talk about Waterworld twice, for sure. I I mean, I could talk about Babe. There's lots and lots of stuff I could say about Babe. Waterworld, we had scraped a barrel. Fraser. Yeah. Okay. Hey, but, but we we achieved greatness. We achieved greatness. We did. And we moved on in our life. It's going to be hard to top. <laughs> Poor, like, I feel sorry for Babe having to come after achieving greatness. You know what I mean? It's, it's the one after which is, uh, I just, I don't, I don't fancy it's, uh, it's chances, bless it. 
Mm. So you're 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 not keen on this movie, Fraser? Is that? Well, hang on. The vibe I'm getting. We'll get we'll, we'll get we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Uh, so I'm too keen. I'm too keen to <laughs> argue with you. Jeez. All right. So the IMDb synopsis for this film is: Babe, a pig raised by sheepdogs, learns to herd sheep with a little help from Farmer Hoggett. I've got to say that is bullshit and does not describe the film <laughs> at all. Except that there is Babe, there is sheepdogs. And there is herding sheep and there is farmer Hoggett. But <laughs> Babe is not raised by the sheepdogs. Babe just, just just like, he's there for like three days just hanging out with the sheepdogs. He's not raised by them. And uh, it learns to herd sheep with a little help from farmer Hoggett. <laughs> farmer Hoggett doesn't do shit. He just watches. Yeah. And then he just, he just takes, takes in that cash prize at the end. Yeah, that that is apt. And... Uh... Yeah, and to be fair, he doesn't. Re- he just talks, babe. He doesn't learn to herd the sheep so much as no. just learns to converse with them. Yeah, you're right. Although, you're I, right. I wouldn't say he learns that. I mean, he seems pretty chatty throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah, like, I don't think there's a point where he's not friendly or chatting. So I guess does he learn that, or is that just his innate skill, Fraser? Oh, I think I think I think that's it. So whoever wrote this synopsis can go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong and I mean you, but like you say they got the key points. There is a pig, there are sheep dogs, and there is a farmer hogget. And that's so, bad. you know. <laughs> well, well done you. Well done you for remembering the title of the characters at the very least. <laughs> so before we move on, I believe you have some corrections and clarifications about previous comments. Yeah, about I mean, this film, I, maybe I, de- I definitely have a big one. <laughs> hey. um, I mean, we all know I love George Miller around here, right? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, anyone who's we all know any love. episode, any episode of this show, I'm pretty sure yeah. even in the trailer of this show, <laughs> you mention it. Uh, and it, just anyone who knows me, basically, Fraser. Um, I, pr- I pretty much mentioned George Miller's name uh, three, three to four times a day. Um, yeah, apparently he he didn't direct Babe. As hard as that is to believe, the claim that I have been making—it's pretty easy to believe, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, so he didn't direct it. He did, however. Uh, write the script and he's the producer of the movie and his fingerprints are all over it which i will go into in detail fraser and you can't stop mm-hmm. me because this is a george miller production god damn it oh, okay here we go again gonna um, exactly like mad max <laughs> babe uh, is inspired by mad max and mad <laughs> max 4 is inspired by babe I mean, there are parallels there. That's what I'm saying. I um, hope our audience to this show has actually seen the Mad Max film because <laughs> you always make these yeah. weird references to them. Yeah. And I really hope they can nod along and kind of get it. But they don't because it's nonsense. Everyone just goes over their heads. I mean, they're like, what, what's a Mad Max? Who's a George Miller? Um, uh, but yeah, but George also- Miller... George Miller did direct the sequel, Babe, Pig in the City, which we will talk about later in the show, hopefully quite briefly. Mm. Do you you not like Babe, Pig in the City? We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Oh, Fraser, this episode is just going to be me flabbergasted by your disdain for this movie. Um, There is also a big clarification from the first episode, I think it is, where I said James Cromwell's British. He's definitely... Uh Aha! So you have picked up on this. Yeah, because I I wrote that down. I didn't Uh, realize you would notice that. But yeah, you said he was British and he's not. He's American. He's definitely American. So, you know, we we all make mistakes. All right, guys, we're not perfect. 
No excuse. You're fucking fired. Even me with my IMDb here. Okay. What what can I say? (laughs) All right. So, Ryan, did -hmm. you like this film? (laughs) I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. Um, So, no hesitation there. No. No, I'm I'm not messed about this one, mate. Uh, I thought it's a wholesome, timeless family movie. Um, But, like, for me, there's just... Like, there's enough subversion and, like... um, to like darker topics that interest me as an adult um there's lots of themes throughout the movie that resonate with me on a personal level um but while still having like uh, a, a level of stupidity and and fun that kids can enjoy yeah no i just i i enjoyed this movie um what about Interesting. yourself Fraser? well i'm going to have to say yes <laughs> that's good. however on my first viewing in the last week, mm-hmm. I would have said no. It was okay. the second viewing that has changed my opinion to a yes. Interesting. Do you know what? I didn't write it down, but that is very similar to my feelings. The, the, like, I enjoyed the movie the first time I watched it, but I wasn't as enamored as I thought I was going to be. Right. Um, because obviously this movie, I think, has quite like a... Um, like it's well remembered right everybody i think thinks positively about it so i I went into it expecting it to be like very very enjoyable and it was merely like it was it was good but Mm. i don't know there was something that just didn't connect and then watching it again it started to grow i think and then once i started doing the research into it as well it just all kind of came together for me but yeah no that's that's interesting for me, it was the content of it uh, surprised me, and it was not quite the film that I remembered. Overall, okay. it was, but I think the content was something that was a little different than uh, than I had, you know, had in, had from my childhood memories. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should explore that together, Fraser. We will discover we what your child memories were. And uh, compare them with your adult rewatch. <laughs> well, let's the exact on, reason we're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the director, of course, is not George Miller, and it is Chris Noonan. Who look? Do you do you yeah. know that name? Does that you obviously don't because you thought George Miller directed this film? Well, exactly. Um, no, I didn't know this name, and having checked up um, all of his previous work, uh, there's a reason for it. He's literally done nothing he's done what? oh he's, uh, he's, some, he's some done tv things, but they seem like quite quite vague australian films yeah yeah like that some... i hadn't heard of nor did i even really think to click through to and, and uh yeah. and read about yeah like uh, no for... no offense chris noonan i'm sure they're great <laughs> films but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean don't take anything from it i mean how angry must he be like I, I always wonder this with movies that um, it's like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street sorry uh, Nightmare Before Christmas right everyone's yeah. thinking it's bloody Tim Burton's movie like how annoyed must those directors be when it turns out that all the credit for that like four years of your life is just going to some other guy just like yeah wait hang on but whoa 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 all that credit you you well, were the sorry. only person <laughs> yeah. who was saying that, that, that George Miller directed this. <laughs> Everyone else, I'm pretty sure even when you Google uh, it, it's like Chris Noonan's name. Uh, ge- right, genuinely, the, the shock <laughs> that went through me as I uh, swung, it, swung it on on Netflix, and it's like directed by Chris Noonan. I'm like, who the fuck is Chris Noonan? The, what, <laughs> you've, you've misspelt George Miller, Netflix. What are you doing? And then, yeah, the, the disappointment 
uh, in my mistake. Follow. And you must have been so excited to like to see the film. You're like, oh, I can't wait for, for you know my, my favorite George Miller it's film. And then you're like, oh shit, yeah, it's there's not going to be any car crashes. On, it's just some fucking on a pig. Wrong foot. A wrong foot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, his, his work is minimal. I believe he did Miss Potter in like 2006 yeah. which is another not seen that like, film but i do know i do know of it but i've not yeah, seen yeah, it nor, yeah. nor do i intend to again no, no offense chris noonan yeah well i mean if he releases it in 95 then we'd be all over it but unfortunately he decided to, to release it in 2006 well uh, what a shame chris noonan what a shame <laughs> what hey he was busy man. in 95 leave the guy alone he was he was busy making his pig films yeah yeah that's true that's true i'm sorry chris <laughs> um <laughs> The yeah, film so... is written by George Miller and Chris Noonan, mm-hmm. and it's based on a novel by Dick King Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, have, you ever, have you read it? I have not read the story. I'm going to assume it uh, happens the same as the movie. Although I do know that there are certain bits. Like I think Rex is an addition to the movie and the duck, both of which uh, I enjoy. So... I mean, interesting but... so yeah so no real reason for uh, yeah. you to read the novel and i'm not going to read it just because don't wanna yep <laughs> nice I, I like that attitude fraser <laughs> just don't want to um the cinematography uh just wanted to give that a shout out by andrew lesney um i really enjoy the look of this movie which i will get into i'm sure uh but yeah he's he's done a lot of stuff and it turns out he did um the cinematography for lord of the rings which really mm-hmm. struck me when you, if you think about the like uh, the hot, all the Hobbit scenes, and the color yeah. schemes and the loveliness of that, I, I think it uh, matches quite well with the the quaint rolling hills of wherever we are because they never clarify in the actual movie. Correct, correct. Um, but yeah, uh, you could definitely see some lovely similarities there. Um, and then cast wise. Who have we got? We have, Fraser. of course, James Com- Cromwell, America's finest. Yeah, you mean British, fi- uh, Br- British, grade A British actor there, mate. Um, when you yeah. think of James Cromwell, what films do you think of? Uh, not a lot. If I'm, like the first, the biggest one for me, I think, is Green Mile. Random. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that movie A is just a really good movie. I, I, I really enjoy Green Mile. Um, but yeah, I think I mostly know him from that. Um, mm. Everything else is a bit. I mean, I, I hear lots of good things about LA Confidential. I think I've seen it once a few years back. I don't really remember it all that well. Um, but yeah, outside I, I've, of I've, that. Se- I've seen him in a lot. He's one of those guys mm. who you've seen in a lot, but it's like, what's he in? It's like, um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's done a lot of TV because I, I remember him from Six Feet Under and uh, American Horror Story. And um, yeah. and then he was in like uh, the film I Robot, and it's just he's done yeah, a yeah, lot. That's, he's a great actor say, too. I he's Robot. a great actor. Really like George. Uh, yeah. No, what the fuck is his name? James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Yeah. He's he's. I think he's really really good in this movie. And yeah, I think he's definitely um, one of the more like underrated act, uh, like character actors. Those actors who just yeah. go by without people really clocking who they are but just smashing out the job um yeah yeah no uh yeah really uh i, I really like james Cromwell from the movies i have seen him in um, including this and yeah really really good in this i think i, I think he um, does a lot with very very little um yeah 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 top top work james good job <laughs> thanks james um, <laughs> we've also got magda zabanski now 
Yeah. Magda Sabansky, does does that name ring a bell to you? Because it, she's an Australian icon, but I wonder, does that translate overseas? Well, having read up on it, I found out that she's a bloody Australian icon. But for me, I had no idea who she was. Mm. Like, I don't, I, I hadn't seen her in anything. Um, yeah, uh, but apparently she's Australian's most recognised and trust, trusted personality, apparently. As, yeah, I can't, as voted I, I can't for re- twice. I don't really... So, pardon? Apparently, she was voted uh, twice as Australia's most recognised and trusted personality. I mean, I always thought that would be Mel Gibson. Is that not? Is that not your go-to? Or who's the guy from Crocodile uh, Dundee? Paul Hogan. Uh, Paul Hogan. Is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. Probably you, just. You tell just me. You're Australian. Welfare checks. Oh, that's so sad. I don't even know if Paul Hogan like lives in Australia. I think he's, he's living over <laughs> in the US and has been for a very long time. Didn't you see Crocodile Dundee in What's Los it? Angeles? <laughs> Jesus. That is true. What a fake Australian. Jeez, Paul Hogan. Um, um, I think uh, Magda Zabanski's uh, claim to fame would have been doing sketch comedy such as a series back in the 90s or late hmm. 80s called uh, Fast Forward. And she was in uh, Kath and Kim, a very famous Australian TV series. Did you guys have that over there? No, it sounds awful. What is it? I've never watched it. I don't know. It's about trailer trash. <laughs> this sounds awful. Really? They did They did an, Amer- an American remake of it. So it's it's surely, it's had some reach somewhere. I, well, it hasn't reached me, Fraser. If it hasn't reached me, what's the bloody point? All right, mate? It's, it's no good if it hasn't reached me. Um, yeah, her, her, her in this movie though, probably my least favorite character. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna throw. Why I is mean, that? next to the mice, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. She, I think she just plays this like kind of, I don't know, loud, obnoxious wife character. Maybe she plays it too well. Maybe that's what I just found her loud and obnoxious. Maybe I don't mind her. She's a quirky character, not... and I'm digging it. Hmm. Yeah, no, not for me. Not for me. I don't All know. right, England. England obviously does not appreciate Magda Zabanski, Australia's uh, I, finest. <laughs> I can I can speak for the entirety <laughs> of England and say we do not. We want none of your work here, Magna. Magna. Magda. Just keep it in Australia. All right. We keep gave you babe, you you bastard. <laughs> Did you, uh, I mean uh, they play a lot on British stereotypes? All right. Those rolling hills looked awfully British to me, Fraser. All right. <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll have to get to that, won't we? Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, yeah, so you got Christine Kavner as the voice of Babe. Um, yes. Did you know much about Christine or her back work? Nothing at all. Wasn't she? Uh, she was in uh, Rugrats. She was Chucky's voice, right? Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, she's where a, I most recognise her from. Yeah, a prominent prominent voice actress. Um, she, apparently she died in 2014 at 51 which is sad everyone we mm. every movie we do there's always a, like, everyone's dead i, I guess yeah. this is an issue with doing 1995 movies Fraser. it's really it is. sad it's not um, that long ago come on yeah. Live a little people exactly uh, try I mean, guys try hard live a little longer <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah as you said voice of chucky in uh, rugrats most people are recognized from um, and also dexter from dexter Le, uh, dexter's laboratory which is a grade A show when you're when you're a child. Uh, never Omelette, watched it. Omelette du Fromage. You never watched Dexter's Laboratory. I mean, um, you're a few years no. older than me, though, aren't you? I am. Yeah, those maturity <laughs> levels. I mean, I, I mean, I still watch it now. Actually, I, I don't know what I'm on about maturity levels, but uh, yeah. Anyway, she voices Dexter. It's lovely. Good job, Christine. 
I'm really sorry you passed away. Is there much out? Oh wait, there is Hugo Weaving as well. Hugo Weaving playing. Oh wait, uh, yeah, he was uh, Rex. He was, uh, Rex, wasn't he? Yeah, and yep. Hugo Weaving is obviously a fantastic actor we know from many a movie, right? Yeah, well, there was also Miriam Mugoyles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, she, she uh, was in it. Whoever she is, apparently she was in Harry Potter. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, come on, you don't know her? Yeah, come uh, on. The Harry mean, Potter films. Yeah. Thing about Harry Potter is, I think it's a little overrated, Fraser. Just, I mean, if any, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> if anything is going to lose us followers, it will be uh, that <laughs> statement. But um, yeah, apparently, she's well, I, I mean, you Professor didn't like Sprout, Tommy Boy, so you, we already lost enough followers. That did one. we? Did we? Or did we, in fact, gain a significant uh, number of followers for my lost strong hot lot. takes? Um, <laughs> Yeah, she played Professor Sprout. I don't know what professor that is. I don't. Oh, I don't know. Just one of the teachers. Many. One of them. Yeah. I, I, I thought. I thought she was. She was like a, a British icon, even though she's a, a dual British and Australian citizen. Yeah, apparently so. Well, uh, I mean, if she's in a Harry Potter movie, that's generally the the rule. You, uh, you had to be a British icon to be. Well, I mean, it did get to a point where they were just taking in anyone. If if you've entered the country, get on in. Okay, you could have a role in Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> Radio, so not a Miriam fan. Moving on. <laughs> Let's get to Hugo. I can I can deal with Hugo. He, oh, Hugo Weaving. He's a person I'm a fan of. That guy can act, right? Are you yeah, a fan? What, what do you reckon is a uh, number one role? Go for it. Your Hang on, let me Hugo Google him. Role. Let me Google him. <laughs> Spoiler. It's not um, uh, the Princess of the Desert, whichever one it is. Priscilla. Priscilla. That is not. Oh wait, he was one. he was in the Lord of the Rings films. He was in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he was also yeah. in the Matrix. A, yeah, a movie you may have heard he probably, of. People he didn't know even talk movie. in the Matrix, did he? Didn't he just walk around like trying uh, to? He dropped. Yeah. He dropped a, a. He said. He said Mr. Anderson a lot. I believe. Oh, okay, my um, favorite role of his is V for Vendetta. Good, good shout. That's a very good role of his. Um, v for Vendetta is an underrated movie. I, th- I feel. Yeah, Maybe. I've seen it once. Um, the guy in the in the cinema next to me kept asking me questions. Um, <laughs> what? 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 What questions? What's going enjoy- on? Are you enjoying the Where movie? Where am this I? A complete, a complete stranger. I was worried he was going to offer me some of, some of his popcorn, and I was in a panic. <laughs> I was in a panic. I didn't want any of his popcorn. Not from some strange man with crutches. How, how do you how do you cinema in Australia just offering people popcorn? What is wrong with you people? I didn't say he did offer. I'm saying I was worried he was going to. Oh, I see. I see. Why was Moving your, on. Can we talk about Bay, please? Uh, yes. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Um, was there any uh, any previous feedback from fans with regards um, to Babe? Correct. Yes. Yes. I forgot. I forgot about that. It's all right. Um, here to remind you. All right. On Instagram, we have had uh, "Beware of Strange" has said it's a classic, and "Caskets and Cocktails" have said love it. Nice. Everyone's, everyone's in with the, the big words. That's all we got this, this week. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> that, well, clearly, all fans. Clearly, <laughs> yep. all fans of Babe. Um, well, I'm going to add in an extra thing here, Fraser. Uh, I'm going to give you some reviews on Amazon because that will oh, really help us uh, gauge the quality of this movie. So we have Dave Weston. He gave it uh, one out of five stars. And he said, um, disappointed. 
John Goodman wasn't in this. <laughs> I, I don't know what don't know what to do with that information. I'm sorry for you, uh, David we- uh, Weston, but yeah, you you are correct. I'll be, I'll, I'll John be honest, Goodman is not in it. it. Could could have been a better film, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he fits in. I don't know what role he wanted John Goodman as. Maybe he wanted <laughs> him as Babe himself. I have no idea. But yeah, Farmer so, Hoggett. Farmer so, Hoggett. So Dave Weston, one star. No John Goodman, which is an apt apt description, I guess. There is no John Goodman. Um, yeah. So should we get into get into Babe? Oh, let's talk about this damn film. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. What's your, what's your first thoughts? Give me, give me. Give well, me my first there. thoughts. The film opens with them saying, um, um, it, op- "It opens rather dark, uh, referring mm-hmm. to a cruel and sunless world." Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, you know, it's it says there was a time, there was a time. That time is now. Nothing's fucking changed. <laughs> Because they're referring to you know the way that like pigs uh, yeah. and and farm animals are being treated. There was a time, is now. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that maybe that works for that uh, timeless time. Maybe that's why it is so timeless because nothing has changed. This is still <laughs> relevant to the to this day. Right. This, this 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 is still happening. Poor little poor little pigs being grabbed from weird little machines that feed them milk that still happens timeless fraser that's that's a, a plus for the movie i think it's a really dark way to open the film though yeah um i i think i find that with this movie throughout there were like lots of moments lots of little moments that were significantly darker than um than what you would expect i think for like a, a child-friendly uh family affair uh, yeah, lo- and that of- that was my initial problem with it. I t- I said on the first viewing of it mm-hmm. that I was surprised uh, about the content, yeah. and that was it. That there was so much dark stuff in it that I was yeah. ill prepared for, and, and I don't really know what my reaction to that would have been as a child. Maybe I was kind of too young to take uh, all that sort sure. of stuff in, or maybe I was too disturbed and didn't, maybe. it didn't really affect me. However, now I've become a uh, sensitive young man. <laughs> And now all of that, all of that stuff hits, hits you hard, right? Um, yeah, like, I, I, for me, I think it, all of that stuff is really, really well done. I, I think it's um, super, super subversive. Like, you're not, not, like, nothing's glaring, but, like, so when, whenever Babe, for example, when he goes into, like, the uh, the farm's, like, little hook room and stuff, and you've got these, like, low angle shots up to the hooks and baby oh, yeah the... that was like something out of texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. yeah yeah right and and you've got these like low angle shots in like the pitch black of just these dangling hooks but then you've got like that contrasted with like babe's innocence and not really like understanding the world he's in um yeah I, like i think i like for me i think that plays really really well and i like that kind of content where it's it's got these deeper themes and ideas but they're not necessarily like shoved at you like they're, they're done in a way that you can appreciate them if you want but also you know you don't you don't have to take in that side like it's it's still just a kind of happy-go-lucky tale of a of a pig trying to chat up some sheep like yeah it's um there's there's just lots of lots of that like kind of darkness and like i think that's one of one of the things i do really appreciate about the movie is the fact that discusses that stuff like it doesn't shy away 
from because i think with movies especially with humans and animals kind of interacting like you could quite easily avoid that conversation um especially with like they're on a farm that i mean the whole point of it like there is the, they got the pig to eat right like that's the the whole point of it so ideally yeah yeah you you could easily you could easily avoid that um whole conversation whole topic but i, I think the movie doesn't shy away from that and i, I think no. it lets you kind of like make up your own mind like even with this like one of the biggest like one of the um kind of most emotionally impactful scenes is when babe's talking to um uh what's the sh- a fly about you know do do humans eat pigs like is that is that what i'm here for and then it just cuts to like him going away sad thinking about it and then coming to his own conclusions coming to his own acceptances of like yeah you know they they do eat them but i i'm still i'm still here for the humans which well, Babe nice doesn't say, really but... take it in until that dickhead cat yeah. uh, tells him about it. <laughs> yeah, that because he, could... that... he is he is he is told previously, but then as soon as the cat is saying like, "Oh, mm. pigs are food," <laughs> then he's all like, "Oh," and then like runs off and almost dies. Yeah, yeah, that that was weird. It's a weird way to kill yourself is just to run out and be and do uh, do pigs get colds? Is that a thing? Uh, possibly. Are they not outside animals? They can get sunburnt. I don't, sorry, can they? <laughs> I, yes. Is this an Australian thing again? Because I assume <laughs> we don't get enough sun for our pigs to get sunburnt. Googling uh, now. <laughs> this is uh, this is news to me, Fraser. See, that would be more interesting if you just got sunburnt. At least it would give away the location, and I would know for a fact it's not in England. Um, right, I've googled it, and all it's telling me is about uh, is about adult elephants. Elephants will also create shade for their young by standing over them while they sleep. What's that got to do with fucking pigs? <laughs> Did you type but, in the but wrong it's question, also, Fraser? It's, it's, Have it's, you... People people also ask, can you put sunscreen on a pig? I'm very curious about this. <laughs> you oh, hey, and it's answered our question. Pot-bellied pigs can sunburn easily, ah, and it's saying, go. "Well, thank you, Google." Yeah, and it's saying you yes, you should apply sunblock to protect oh. them from sunburn. So, so go forth, people. <laughs> you you, you like, lather your pet pig and and you know slip I, slop slap. I, I love that this is a thing. So <laughs> if they can get if they can get sunburn, I, I assume they can get the opposite, right? And and a cold could be very threatening for a pig. Oh, like we're, get, we're getting we're getting too thrown. I should have actually just googled cannabis. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I, I with the with the darker stuff, I, I think it's done really well, and I think like it, it, it yeah, it's I, I like that kind of um, edge to my child movies. Uh, I like um, when you're kind of dealing with more adult themes and topics. And uh, when you come, especially when you come back to it as an adult, as we have, there's like something there that you can kind of get your teeth into. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I did uh, notice what... though, that the no, movie. Sorry, continue. Sorry, no, no. That the movie opened with a, a lovely pee joke, just to bring it back to Waterworld. Just, just when Ex- you thought you you avoided Waterworld, right? It, uh... Wait, what? What was the pee joke in this one? Oh well, he picks up the pig when he weighs it, and then uh, ah, gives yeah. it gives it the weight, and then it pees pees off a little weight. I mean, I don't know how much weight you lose when you pee. Like Far- yeah. Farmer Hoggett knows his pigs, man, because he nails that weight even with the pee as well. So well done, well done, Farmer Hoggett for knowing your produce. 
Good job. I think it's rigged because you know the the guys like when you win, Arthur. When you win, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fucking rigged. True. It's rigged. Imagine, imagine if you're the guy like either before or after, and he's shouting that to Arthur as he leaves. You're like, oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll not bother then, shall I? Just give the fucking pig to Arthur. And um, also, when he gets the phone call to say that he's won the pit, the pig, no reaction, no yippee. He's just yeah, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> but he's a he's a man of very few words, right? Like he doesn't. Yeah, he really is, isn't he? He doesn't have emotion. He does. He doesn't hey. need to express it. He cracks a smile at least once. Yeah, which puts him above Kevin Costner, I guess. So that's a that's a win. Well, he when, knows how to see, smile. See, I, I noticed. I noticed the first smile when he was having Christmas dinner with the family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I if I was chowing down on some some fresh meat, I'd be smiling too. Yeah, see, um, just to just to ruin your day, Fraser. I, I'm a vegan myself. I don't know if you know this. Interesting. I, I, I was actually get, I did not know this, but I, I was go. going to ask you uh, about that if you were. I yeah. I mean, this is the perfect movie to to get into that, right? Like, if ever there's a movie, um, yeah, no. So yeah, so I'm vegan, and the obviously a lot of this movie uh, strikes a chord. Strikes a chord. I really enjoy particularly when the duck is looking over Christmas dinner and he's just sitting there and he's like, the carnage, Christmas carnage. He gets yeah. it. Yeah. Poor, poor but that, duck. But how messed up is that scene? Because they're yeah. all watching and he's like, oh, her name was Rosanna. Yeah. And, and they're just watching. Like, I found it really off-putting. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a meat eater. I'm a meat yep. eater. Um, but uh, yeah, when I watched that scene, I found it really off-putting them just watching it and being like, hang on, but that's like, a dead yeah. friend that's being eaten. <laughs> the, the, like again, this is one of the one of the big pros for me for this movie is that it deals with that kind of like the cognitive dissonance there that you know we make between us and animals. Like it, like it, it at least puts it at the forefront. It doesn't like shy away or try to avoid it and pretend it's not there. Um, I don't like I, what I do respect the movie for is it doesn't preach at you. It doesn't say like you're bad like. Even Farmer Hoggett, right? He's the the hit like I say hero. He's the kind of the connection in the movie, right? Like you you want him to succeed. Uh, he's the one of the main characters that they were Babe, and like he doesn't ever get judged for being for eating meat. Um, they don't you know come down hard on him. Um, they just I think they raise the issues. They they make those um, they make you're aware of this kind of dissonance between you know having animals as pets and you know loving them while also eating them and uh, uh eating them for dinner uh, but it doesn't it, it's not judgmental about it which i think is a, a plus for the movie i think it allows you to kind of make your own decision as as like i say as babe does he gets made aware of this and he makes his own decision he still carries on he comes back he sees uh Farmer Hoggett do his fantastic Billy Elliot tap dance and he decides humans are, aren't all that bad. <laughs> we'll get to that tap dance in a bit. <laughs> but yeah. ultimately, in this film, there's, mm-hmm. it's not... Farmer Hoggett is still going to be slaughtering animals. Babe has only yeah. been saved because because he showed this new talent. Because Farmer Hoggett's work, probably yeah. going to get another pig that he's going to chop up for Christmas dinner. He's yep. not... He hasn't turned vegan. He he definitely he definitely hasn't changed. He he I, I don't think he I mean has he? I mean he they originally got the pig to eat, right? 
So maybe maybe he's deciding. Maybe he'll decide to see the worth in in all animals. Maybe he will have like a whole team of pigs. He's gonna. Br- I assume he'll breed Babe and create. Oh, well, actually, I mean, there's a sequel, and he very much doesn't breed Babe. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in my mind, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> in my mind, there's a sequel where you know he, he breeds out breeds out Babe. That'll be part a, three. A lovely, t- a lovely team of uh, sheep herding pigs. See, I, I'm just surprised that you're as 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 a crazy vegan. You're saying like, mm, <laughs> whoa, you know, whoa, 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 all... whoa, whoa. There, there's no crazy here. Okay, there's there's nothing crazy about that. We're just we're just people too, Fraser. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we like to eat leaves. Jeez. Oh, yum, yum. What do you, what is, uh, and I feel I'm, I'm really jumping ahead. What do you think the moral of this story is? What do I think? So I think the moral, the main moral is um, just like, I I think not to be afraid to do something different. I think Babe uh, throughout the movie doesn't really know his purpose. Um, He decides uh through his relationships with uh with fly and and the sheepdogs that he wants to herd sheep and he goes with that even with the rest of the kind of animal farm um telling him that's stupid and you know animals should stick to their place and and all this um i think like the rex character really kind of brings that home the whole idea of sticking to your role and not kind of you know be not living outside the box um and i think this movie is saying the opposite it's saying you know uh it's same with um the farmer hogget as well like everybody's looking at him like he's a maniac because he wants to herd some sheep with a pig which rightly so you know if 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 a if a sheep herder turns up with a pig it's a, a bizarre move but um in the end ultimately he has success so i think it's saying for me you know be you it's okay to be different and, and do things right. your your own way what, what, what so, do you think the moral? Well, uh, so well, I, I was asking because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. So you're saying that the the whole um, thing about whether to whether they're eating or or not mm. eating babe no, or actually, any other animal. You're saying that's kind of irrelevant to the to the overall. Yeah, point yeah. Of the I, film? Like, I, I think. Yeah, I don't. And, and again, that's one of the reasons I think this movie is successful because I, I don't think it focuses on that issue, which I think could be significantly more contentious and i think people would struggle with that more i i think yeah i think it's there i think it it raises the question and again it allows you to kind of come to your own conclusions and explore your own feelings towards that yeah um, i think the cow is the only one that gets it because he says something like yeah, you need to understand the way things are are the way things are yeah so yeah i see i think that in i i take that as leading with my with what i do think the theme and the whole point of the movie is is that babe and and farmer hoggett to an extent uh do not follow that kind of attitude they they go against the norm and they achieve success like that's the their kind of overarching story for me is that they want to do something different they want to be different and in doing so succeed um which i right. i like i i think that's a i think that's a lovely message we can all get behind right you know do you go, think if if babe failed in the end farmer hoggett would have eaten him uh i very much believe so 
I, I think he would have been very angered by the whole process. <laughs> he would have wasted his entire, his best dance number and uh, it would have all been for nothing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I assume he would have. As I said, he didn't change. At no point did he go, do you know what? I'm going to give up this whole farming lifestyle and uh, and go vegan. He yeah, he, he just carried on. No, so, that's my point. He's, he's still going to be slaughtering animals. Yeah, he's... that's that's still going to happen. But then again, like I say, I don't think the point is he's ever going to stop i don't think that was uh I, I think he just you know he just wants to really sheep herd dogs wear sheep with pigs for some bizarre reason he's he <laughs> he just sort of, but like if you're a farmer hogger right all he's seen is two animals look at each other because you like he doesn't see them talk right he doesn't see them yeah you know having a conversation or their mouse moving or anything so all he's seeing is two animals look at each other like, i've seen animals look at each other i don't think i've ever gone they're definitely there's something up here Let, let's get these like, let's get these animals chatting to each other and cooperating like is, is that wait but thing? it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter because because the, the the sheep are still regardless of 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 how babe is moving the sheep he's hmm. still moving the sheep and farmer hoggett is like i can win this competition now and that's <laughs> what counts who gives a shit about how he's doing it if he's just looking it's like oh, whatever it, it yeah. works it's the same with yeah. when he's out there with the chickens and he's like well he's put like one color on one side one on the other mm. like it, it's it's who gives a shit he's doing <laughs> it. but sure but like if i'm farmer hugger i have more questions i want to know how what's going on explore this there should be more scenes of him just like creepily standing by a window while Babe wanders around and just like watching, peering from a distance. Like, oh, what, what are you doing? How are you, how are you, how are you masterminding this, you weird little pig? Now that's the movie I want to see. It's just Farmer <laughs> Hoggett creepily hiding behind objects, staring at Babe. Um, hey, um, yeah. the Dark. Uh, yeah. What was it, Fer- Ferdinand, Ferdinand or something? Yeah. Ferdinand. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's his name. Now I'm curious. He he escapes because he's like, "Fuck this! Rosanna's been eaten. Mm. I don't want to get eaten." And he 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 launches himself out. But yeah. then he just appears later on. <laughs> he just like flaps back into it. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I did clock that, but um, I can't say it mostly because I I enjoyed Ferdinand. I I, I like yeah, I liked him too. The little duck character again. I think he plays into the what I took as the main theme of wanting to be different. I mean, he's doing it for a different reason he's doing it because he understands survival exactly he understands that he needs a purpose um to survive in this kind of world which is the kind of opposite take to babe i think who just kind of you know why is babe doing what he's doing i i think it's an innocence thing right like babe is young i think he's like he's clearly meant to be like the child in this kind of world and i think he's doing what he's doing because he's he's seen his you know surrogate mum do it he's he just wants to be involved um yeah so i think there's like an innocence to it whereas again ferdinand is it's pure survival he understands the world he's in he knows that if he's not fucking being a rooster then he uh he he's getting eaten he could easily be rosanna um, that's why I don't understand why he comes back. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, I mean, don't even explain it. He just like flaps back in. It's yeah. like, hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> it is. It is weird. Um, I do. I do like the duck though. I also think he's um, he's part of the best scene in the movie. I think. Which one's that? The when they're trying to like raid the house and get the clock. 
yeah just trying to steal the clock yeah i really i really enjoy just the in terms of craft i think it's a well well crafted scene it's like a tiny little heist in this weird little kids movie um mm. but yeah uh no i i enjoy ferdinand um but yeah he does just appear after leaving it was, it was a weird and like he just lands it's like it's like they've shown him jump off the fence to fly away and then he's just been flying this whole time and then just lands back down like next to him in the dark like for no reason just to i assume watch babe in the house i think i think that's where he turns out right when babe's uh warm by the fire with farmer hoggett and and fly and he just turns up to see the cat outside and laugh and i'm like what why are you back here ferdinand like nobody called on you i mean it's nice to see you don't get me wrong but why why are you why are you here just to fucking kick the cat in the balls um <laughs> But I mean, yeah. that cat was a dick anyway, so I guess it's uh, it's fair, right? But yeah, that I mean, cat deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have it. If I'm honest, Fraser, I'm not a huge cat person anyway. So that they made the cat the villain is highly enjoyable. Well, they, they uh, I like cats, but but in films they always make the cats the mm. villain. I like, think I Tom think and Jerry a, everything. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, nah. Hold on, is Tom what? is Tom the villain in Tom and Jerry? Is he the villain? I, be- I believe so. Well, no, well, Jerry's fucking with him all the time. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I mean, Jerry, oh, maybe truly, maybe truly, Jerry is the villain. But they I, don't they make don't they make Tom out to be a bit of like maybe. I, don't know. I just I everyone just everyone likes were. Jerry. No one likes Tom. Basically, uh, yeah. I mean, I might just put that answer. Yeah, basically, I think what it is is there's a disconnect between cats. Whereas, let's say dogs, you can get behind a dog. They care. All right, they they give you some at back. Cats don't give a fuck, do they? So I think it's easy to make them a villain. Because they're just not, they just don't care. As a cat owner, I can say my cat loves to sit on my lap Mm. and loves loves to to be pet. You think it does. You think it does, Fraser. (laughs) But in reality, all it's thinking is, how can I kill this guy and take over his shit? That's that's what you want. He just wants all your stuff, mate. Um, But yeah, yeah, that cat character was uh, annoying. Yeah. annoying and rowdy for no apparent reason but not as annoying and rowdy as the actual human kids who were genuinely annoying and rowdy when they turned up and i i don't know about you but i felt really bad for old farmer hoggett having lovingly crafted that doll's house just to have it turn up on christmas and then his kids oh, open it yeah. and it's just like it's, it's not what i want and i'm like you fucking be appreciative he worked so yeah. goddamn hard on that doll house and yeah, and I think like... I think that's 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 showing kind of the um, you know like Farmer Hoggett. He's this hardworking man because even mm. uh, his wife. What's his wife's name? Uh, ooh, Esme. Esme. Yeah, I've, I think something I've, like that. I've said as a um, guess. Anyway, anyway, yeah, she's all like, oh, they're there. So I think she's a super shallow person as well. Yeah. So really, kind of Farmer Hoggett is kind of you know, although he's he's quite a. Uh, um, emotionless man <laughs> i think uh, i think he is the he is the one with the the true heart overall yeah, yeah. whereas everyone else are just very shallow people yeah it's a it's a, a very kind of like uh stern stereotypical uh presentation of a guy right like he's like he's the hard working man keeping his yeah. farm running all on his own like just yeah. building this dollhouse just to have it come not be appreciated but does he say anything does it does he kick off about it he doesn't he just accepts no, it. He's, he's just, like, yeah. He just sits is... there and dies on the inside. <laughs> this is and, this and is the world we live in. Then he excuses himself to the bathroom and he takes his shotgun in there. <laughs> and then 
Do you he mean his tries, feeding tube, Fraser? He, he tries, you mean his he feeding to, tube? He tries right? to shoot it with his toe. What'd you say? Do you mean his feeding tube? When he, the scene when he, um, for some bizarre reason, thinks Babe has killed the pig, which I, my mind boggles because as a farmer, surely you know that that pig has not mauled that sheep to death, right? Yeah, like, that is such a fucking overreaction. I've got to like, say. Like, there's just, there's no reason to believe that this tiny little pig has mauled a sheep to death. Like, does he actually, like, is, does he actually believe he is a sheepdog? Is this, is this what, what's happening now? Like, it's, he's gone so far down the well, he's like, yeah, no, that's, that's a dog. Everyone's telling even him, if, everyone's telling even him if, it's a pig. Sorry, continue. Uh, no, no, just everyone's telling him it's a pig. Like, this is not a dog. He's like, no, look at, look at those teeth marks. He's clearly killed the pig. He's a dog. He's like, no, no, Farmer Hoggett. Listen to me. It's a tiny little pig. There's no way this animal has killed this sheep. Um, yeah. And even if, it would have been a one-off. One yeah. kill, that's it. He's not like some craze. Like, it's not like he's got a taste for it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I need my next kill. I've had my first blood. It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Maybe that's and, the fear. And that's the other thing. Like, when he finds out, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot this pig. It's like, oh, come on. Come on, you don't need to shoot it. You can lock it up or something. Like you don't. You've got gates. Like just, yeah. just keep it segregated. You I don't mean, need to fucking shoot it. And when, then it quickly goes from him wanting to shoot it, and then Esme is all like, "Oh, well, you know, the neighbors' <laughs> sheep are being killed by yeah. some dogs." And he's like, "Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I nearly fucked up." And then, <laughs> like, with almost no transition, it goes from that from him wanting to enter Babe into the competition. It's yeah. like. You were about to shoot that fucking pig, and now you want to put it into a competition. It's a, uh, it's a, a bizarre, <laughs> it's a bizarre scene. But maybe that's uh, let's let's give him credit and say it's uh, a message on uh, the flippant disregard for animals, right? Let, let's let's turn it into a positive. That's what I'm going to say. It's a message on the flippant. He just decides, uh, well, I'm done with this pig. It, it, it killed this one sheep. Time to time <laughs> to put the old feeding tube in its mouth. Um, yeah, it's, uh, an odd, odd scene. Um, yeah, uh, like they create this issue and then they solve it within an issue, within like a, a moment's notice as well. It's weird. Like they create this kind of like dark, they're almost going to kill babe scene and then they resolve it instantly. And it was like, we, yeah. I'm not sure we needed this anyway at any point. It's mm. yeah. One of, one of the stranger scenes. I found I found the 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 scene of of Ma, Ma bleeding to death really mm. disturbing as well. Yeah. Why did it have to be so graphic? Yeah, again, I don't. They don't shy away. Like the the Rose, Rosanna the duck, like by naming the animal, like making that a making that a thing, and like yeah, Ma's death is none of yeah, that. Yeah, but is... we, we're seeing like a slashed throat yeah. uh, of, a, of a sheep and then and then we're, we're seeing like the, the dead body on the back of the truck mm. and I, I don't know, it's just so graphic. It's it's pretty brutal, right? It's pretty I'm not saying like, it, I'm not saying well, I was right? offended by it or anything, but I mean, just looking at it and trying to look at it through like child's eyes sure. and being like, yeah. whoa, like it's, it's very full on. And yeah, I, yeah. and I understand that like, they're trying to show like, oh, this is the reality of like farm life. But uh, sure. I mean, you're a vegan, surely, surely what, 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 for you, like having to see stuff like that, like how, how does that affect you? Um, like, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, 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 it's a hard one to say because again, I, like like adult movies so i see violence and stuff i know it's a yeah. movie so it's hard to like i don't know i don't it doesn't like impact me on that way uh on a on a visual 
kind of visceral level um i i totally appreciate it being kind of a dark like for for a child i I think it'd be really interesting to see how children react to watching that because again it is pretty and it like it's a it's not a quick death either it's like a slow lingering one where she's like you know bleeding out giving her last words um Mm. so like yeah there's like it it lingers on the scene and i i do think for a child it could be um pretty pretty traumatic it'd be yeah again i I think it'd be interesting to watch as a child to see the kind of effect that does have on a child yeah, um, I, can't, I can't remember having nightmares about it. I yeah. think I pretty pretty much accepted that. But when you look at a lot of children's films mm. from back then, there's so much disturbing stuff in them because I'm just looking at it as an adult and being like, whoa, definitely. Oh, I don't know about that for the kids. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not a father. And, and so I don't know how a parent kind of, you know, approaches that. that. And, yeah. I, and I guess kind of learning about death as well is something that is kind of important. And maybe that's a good way to yeah. do it. But I don't know, just, just it, it surprised me that that sort of the, the yeah. graphicness of it yeah again i think I, I think it's such an important part to this world um and like i think to babe as a character as well like um with it being like a story about a farm and, and these animals and like death is kind of always round the corner and, it, and it's mm. always implied like we say throughout the movie there's you know the shots of the hooks the the weird gun scene like in this world animals die like this is this is what they're here for it, it's gonna happen and it doesn't shy away from that I, again i think that's one of the real like kind of um pluses to this movie is that it does have this way bit it's built this world where um the animals are constantly fearful and they kind of understand their their position and their role in this world apart from babe who doesn't see that and I, and that's one of the big fruits for me is that there's like that innocence where he's just he just wants to be a fucking sheepdog man that's that's all he wants like what like why is he having to deal with this like constant death and you know the worry of uh this fight for survival he just wants to fucking herd some sheep so you accept the scene where babe bursts into song singing jingle bells accept <laughs> I, that i, I accept, accept that innocence fully. I accept that fully. Um, I don't, and, and I don't again, accept it because that's my least favorite scene in the entire <laughs> film. <laughs> but do you not think again, like that's that perfect contrast, though, of like Babe not realizing the world he is living in, and like so this Christmas dinner's going down where they're like that's that one of the better scenes, man, is when because it, it's at night, it's super dark, and you've got, I think it's. Uh, just before he's uh, so he's singing just before then it cuts to the uh, farmer Hoggett making the decision to either kill the duck or the pig of uh, uh, what they're going to have for Christmas dinner which Babe yeah. was originally you know meant for and he was a little too small it was odd that they were all like um, yummy yummy yeah but would you you wouldn't eat a pig that small I mean come I on sh- they knew I it was assume... an investment for next Christmas <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so you, you've got that scene and then uh yeah it cuts that kind of like the darkness of him having you know killed the duck and then it pants the house and they're singing the christmas carols obviously all having this like lovely christmas lunch and stuff and yeah it's just yeah i i i i really appreciate that kind of like weird um just contrasting that those those things man showing you this yeah this uh this side of life 
It's, uh, yeah. I only kind of got the the whole reason why Babe was singing on the on the second viewing because on the first viewing I was just like, oh, what the fuck is he bursting into song? It's <laughs> only on the second viewing that I was like, oh, okay, I kind of yeah. get it that it's showing that he kind of kind of doesn't re- he's not really taking in yeah. the gravity of what's he's, going uh, on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is always fun to to watch him sing Jingle Bells, right? Uh, and while we're well, it's not, but okay. <laughs> while we're talking about it, can we give a shout out to the effects in this movie? Because and, and the puppetry and the just the effort that went into getting these animals to do this shit like i like going into it um with all the with all the time since like i think it still holds up really really well yeah um, yeah I, I, it's great and 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 if you look at the end credits it's yeah. got like animal handlers and the list just goes on yeah, and on yeah. for so long so it would have been a crazy crazy shoot to both use real animals and puppets sure yeah man um the animal handler i did look into because he's done i think he worked on cujo he's worked on a, a multiple movies but good uh, you know fair play to him man because i think there was something like 500 animals or something used in the movie and like what do you mean him like one i, I saw uh, well well, like I, well I assume I'm, like I'm assuming there's a team but i think there's like a like uh, i'm gonna say a head lee and a head okay. animal handler I, i'm assuming um but yeah man like fair play like uh, isn't it, like what's that famous movie thing of never working with children or animals or, or whatever it is mm. they just go all in on the animals and and as well the um the puppetry as well is fantastic apparently it was um a pretty much whole australian production as well so kudos well done well done you guys you can put that on a put that on a badge good on you um, uh yeah. however with the puppetry there is one problem with the puppetry oh please please do do share the mice yeah I'm, I'm why the fuck did the, the mice, mice have to exist in this film at all i'm yeah. not complaining about the puppetry at all honestly i'm complaining about the concept of the <laughs> mice bringing in these stupid unnecessary title cards and doing their little giggle and saying stupid things I fucking hate the mice. And yeah. it's like seven minutes into the film, you get your first one of these, your first little taste of the mice. And yeah. then two minutes later, you're getting another one. And it just go, they just keep coming in. And it's totally unnecessary to have these title cards coming in and the mice doing their stupid yeah. little shit. Because uh, if, you just, if you just cut to the next scene, it would be fine and it would be better and I would sleep well at night. Yeah. Yeah, like... I fully, fully appreciate the hatred for the mice. I don't think they're required at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, re- I really like that. One of the things I really enjoyed was the chapters because I think that like with the opening of the story, you know, it zooms into like the title of the book. They open the book. So it keeps it in line with that kind of book fable kind of storytelling. Um, I, think I, don't, I don't I don't think I kind of understand why but I don't, I don't think it's necessary do you not I don't think? like it I would have okay. preferred just a straight film without that yeah. I, I it's 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 not like you've you've got Fred Savage and his grandfather sitting there being like <laughs> yeah. tell me a story <laughs> read me a story oh wait it's getting too scary grandpa it's getting too yeah. scary yeah um like I I could see I could def- I could definitely appreciate it. I, I I think for me it worked I do think I reckon as a child, you might appreciate it a bit more. Uh, I think like the the chapters are like super short, and I think that was really noticeable for me. So like, for example, yeah. the first one where they introduce Farmer Hoggett and he's at the fair 
grabs uh, like grabs the pig and then you have that weird like fade out to the circle and it closes i'm like oh is that is that the end of the movie is are we done <laughs> short 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 is real time fantastic that I, almost I'm... seems like really bad windows movie maker yeah transitions. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah um so yeah like I, I i can appreciate the annoyance of that um but for me i i think again it just kind of keeps in tone with this whole like fable idea um but yeah there was no need for the mice though to to bring it back to them no. specifically oh yeah so you're saying you're saying keep the title cards keep the title just get, get rid, rid of, get rid of the fucking mice. mice yeah like it just annoys yeah. me because they've like done so well they've got like f- real acting out of these real life animals right like th- those dogs are acting their ass off when um flies watching her puppies leave and it zooms in like genuinely mm. like you're like oh shit man like i'm feeling feeling bad for this dog like yeah. acting its uh, uh socks off and then you've got these fucking little robot mice like just taking you out of the whole goddamn thing yeah super annoying. I, I actually now now i'm thinking about it i think you're right i think i could handle the title cards it really is the mice that just threw me off yeah. i think i wouldn't i wouldn't complain about the title cards if they were just in there yeah i do think do you i mean again i think it's quite hard because I think it's a kids movie. I wonder if those mice play better for kids. Like that's probably like they're probably the most kiddie aspect. I think between them and Ferdinand, like Ferdinand's obviously like that kind of comedy flapping around foil. You've got him mm. trying to be a rooster and stuff. I think the mice and Ferdinand are probably the closest you get to kind of like that kind of kiddie, kiddie yeah. humor. Um, there's so, all, there's always going to be some loser who's all like, oh my god, the mice are so cute, and then they <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're gonna like put together a compilation video of the mice little yeah. um, little Their chapter little jingles, cards, yeah. and then they're gonna put it on YouTube. And yes, they have because I fucking found it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it exists. Can so we, well, what we no. do is we name and shame no. this loser, Fraser. That's what we do. We we name and shame him, and we find them, and we say you're wrong. <laughs> go, go rewatch the movie you're wrong um but yeah no the yeah the mice are annoying but well done on the animatronics guys they look like mice so congrats as yeah. a as a little aside uh what what's your famous uh your your favorite animal performance fraser is it is it babe <laughs> do you do you think those animals were acting their socks off um you, you know i love to throw you some curveballs <laughs> I want, I want, I want your, I want I, your favorite uh, animal performance. Because I have a favorite, I obviously. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer this, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Go on. Have you ever seen the 1999 film Idle Hands? Ooh, no. Go on. There, there is a scene where, where a dog, he's just sitting there, but then yeah. Devon Sower is just sliding him along the floor, and the dog does not move an inch. He's just sitting on his bum best animal <laughs> performance ever as in uh as in eminem stan stan devon sawyer as in final destination final destination yeah i don't know what what the yeah. eminem connection there was oh yeah, he's um he's the the fan in in the stan video there you go oh, little, okay little fact there for you um cool. yeah i mean incorrect because the correct answer is the dog from the thing right have, have you seen the thing I have I've seen it once, but a very very long time ago. It's, it's one of those films that everyone says is so great, and 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 I just I, you know, and I really enjoyed it the first time. I swear it's just to like, God, eh, it's kind of don't don't really want to go back because I really enjoyed it that oh, first time. Okay. Well, you should because it it holds up. But yeah, that that dog is putting in the acting performance of its life. 
mate it's the, the way it like creepily stalks the antarctic base mate honestly go back and just watch the performance of the dog and come back next week right. or what in a fortnight and tell me you're not giving him some sort of dog oscar i don't know if that's a does thing it, but does it have some sort of creature like crawl out of it or something at some point eventually yeah yeah eventually cool. it does it's 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 super gory uh and, cool and unnecessary but the acting up until that point probably the greatest in the movie well done that dog I mean, I right, and might I say, just for context, uh, you know, I, I know it seems that 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 uh, Devon Sower um, <laughs> mention is not allowed. However, Devon Sower had some 1995 because he was in Casper, which eventually we will get to. Yes, good we on him will. for his his one one day of work in the. Film <laughs> Casper. Well done on uh, bringing that bringing that uh, full circle <laughs> phrase. I'm genuinely very impressed. I was trying. I was trying. I was <laughs> genuinely I was very googling. impressed by the uh, by the heavy legwork you're you're bringing to that. Um, hey, can I can I can I mention in this film the vet? Um, yeah. He never seems to know shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's not good at his job. He's he always good. just he's always just all his scenes are just walking out the door, being like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> such a good point. It's such a good point because I didn't even clock that. Like he literally does every time he turns up. Like the dog's just yeah. bitten the other dog. No, no idea. I don't know why he's doing it. The pig's like sat in a field crying, got a cold. Yeah, oh, I don't, don't know. It's like do your job. Surely there's like oh, you, this stuff. You just need to get some fluids into it. And it's like yeah, can't you help with that? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> do nah. you not have the fluids? It's like yeah, sorry, <laughs> not 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 my remit, not my area. Um, uh, speaking uh, of the scene. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Oh, I was going to say, another random uh, issue I had in this movie is uh, there's way too much pig bum. Way too much pig bum hole in this movie. Mate. Ooh, agreed. So much, agreed. So much so much pig bum hole, and it, it, I find it off-putting. I've, I've seen way too much pig anus for, uh, yeah. for a child-friendly movie. Uh, but yeah, off you go, Fraser. What, what were you going to say? Well, I would like to speak uh, about the scene where Babe is sick. Uh, yeah. I would I would like to speak about the 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 area of that scene oh. where Farmer Hoggett bursts into dance. Yeah. Um, might I ask what the fuck? Yeah. I I mean I've I think I've done pretty well at bringing each scene to you know to kind of in line with the themes and the the general topic, but I don't think there's anything I could do about the dancing. Yeah, because I'll be honest, when he's singing to Babe, absolutely beautiful. Nearly brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. But then he bursts into that song. What the fuck? And he's so so much into his song that he like turns around. He's like, huh, huh, where'd the pig go? Huh? The pig's like (laughs) off eating. So it's, it's, you know, you can say what you want that he always trying to make him feel better, but he wasn't even, he wasn't even focusing on that. (laughs) He was focusing on the the dance. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, mate, when that rhythm hits. All right, you find yourself in the zone. Um, yeah, it is. It is really weird. I, the only thing I'd say about it is, I think, as a character, Farmer Hoggett throughout the entire movie has had this kind of repressed, you know, um, attitude. Like everything's so like he's almost tightly wound. Like he doesn't, you know, doesn't say much, keeps it all in. Um, it, it like it is nice to see him kind of emote in some way and, and you know ex- ex- express himself whether it needed to be through a really extravagant dance number you know mm. may- maybe not um interesting because you're 
kind of convincing me that, <laughs> that there, it kind of works There you now. go. There you go. Um, no. Yeah, no. I think, I, think, <laughs> I, think the so- I think the song was enough because I like the song. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I, I, I just I really like that scene, but yeah. it ruined it with that yeah. dance. I think, yeah. Again, him, him singing, I think, would have been enough because for me, that does... That, that gets what I was getting at then. Like, you know, it's him expressing a little bit more. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just showing that, you know, Babe is allowing him to be himself and do do things a little bit differently. I, I, I don't know. It's it's really weird. Um, but yeah, it, it does lead to the, the end of the movie, though, which I do think is probably a pretty perfect ending for me. I don't How do you feel about the ending of the movie i'll agree i yeah. i really like the ending yeah i think uh, yeah. I, I it sets it, it i know i know it pushes aside all of the stuff about the whole like eating animals and stuff mm. and almost like that it makes that sort of irrelevant uh yeah. but i like i really like the ending I, I think it's it's nice i think it's you know yeah it gave me the feels yeah yeah, man. Yeah, it's a it's the perfect ending for me. Um, I think it plays into those kind of um, sport movie tropes. Do you know what I mean? Where like you've had this build up, the characters. You know, I mean, it uh, albeit you know very little kind of montage training. Um, mm. but it builds up to this kind of this competition. Um, you've got Farmer Hoggett turning up and like the whole crowd just kind of laughing at him. And I like there's that kind of that scene where he's walking through the crowd and everyone's like losing their shit. Yeah. Yet he's just kind of walking with a purpose. You know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't phase him. He's just going out there doing what what he believes is the right thing and he knows it's gonna kind of succeed. Um, and well, then... I gotta say, what what a savage Farmer Hoggett is oh. because this pig was just about to die yeah. and then it's like oh. Oh, he's competition eating. time! So then he's like, he's he's calling him up, being like, "Hey, hey, can 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 we get him in?" And it's like, "Okay, but you've got to be here before three p.m. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. no go." So, poor babe. Yeah, uh, yeah. He 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 gives no dams. Clearly, uh, he he just wants that trophy. Oh, which as an aside, sorry, I've just been reminded before we uh, get into the the end of the movie. What was the whole deal with the great Bahoo? You know the sheepdogs. The, the the, yep. the you you mean the uh, the bar M U thing? No 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 not the bar M U thing. <laughs> There's a scene where they're talking about the championship, right? And they're talking about Rex's. Uh, we haven't really talked about Rex as an aside. But, no, um, I, I do. I, I do have a note here that I wanted to talk about Rex, but yeah. continue. He um. So they're talking about his previous chances uh, in the in the tournament and how he could have been a champion. And then uh, Babe gets let into the field for the first time to to guide the sheep, um, and Rex is shouting. At, um, this is just before he kicks off and bites uh, Fly, and he's like, "We're descended from the great sheepdogs." Uh, and then he mentions the great Bahoo. That that's the sequel we wanted. Nobody wants Babe to pick and see. I want to know more about this line of dogs. <laughs> that succeeds from the great bahoo who who is the great bahoo you can't just drop in the name the great bahoo and then not like expand upon that at all like it honestly i i have so many questions all revolving around the great bahoo a sequel i love that you picked up on this i didn't even honestly even touch me go back go back in and you will not miss it okay i'm not fucking going back in I'll send, done, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you, Fraser. Honestly, it's it's important. Um, sorry, yeah, uh, but while we're here, let's discuss Rex and the character of Rex. 
how how do you feel about him so okay so so we can say ultimately rex's problem was that he was jealous of babe um yeah i mean i took it as his issue like he clearly is a believer in doing things the way things are meant to be done right um he i think he represents the kind of the, the i guess the crowd at the end of the tournament like you just the non-acceptance of people doing things in a different manner you know he wants to maintain the kind of status quo right um and yeah like i I, th- I think that's his whole kind of character and that's why he's in there to really kind of hammer home that you know animals uh, there's there's this kind of role uh this is what you're here for stick to your stick to what you're meant to be doing um and right yeah, uh I, right I, I think that's his role do you okay what uh well one, one comment about rex though for a deaf guy he sure is chatty yeah you are not wrong <laughs> he he is is he partly deaf Holy she death. said almost completely deaf, but yeah. anytime, anytime somebody's Any talking to him, happens. which is mostly, mostly just fly. He's, yeah. he's, he, he can hear, he can, um, maybe he can read lips. Maybe he can read lips, but he's, he's responding. No issue at all. He's not like, huh? What? Yeah. And also huh? it never comes up again, right? Outside of it only being there to kind of, um, uh, give him like a bit of a tragic backstory, I guess, uh, in relation yeah. to like the championship and why he didn't win. Um, yeah excuses for him being a grumpy fucker yeah yeah. it it never it never never comes up again and also i don't think it's there's a there's a lot of anti-sheep talk in this movie the dogs really Mm. hate the sheep i don't i don't know what this is about like like they keep calling them they just i think they just think i'm stupid they they think they're stupid that's it and pretty judgmental from the dogs if i'm honest guys but uh, to be fair like think about it the dogs have to kind of go in there and be cockheads to get the sheep moving (laughs) they can't be be in there being like how was your weekend how was your weekend because the sheep aren't gonna move although it worked for babe didn't it exactly this is the whole message right if those dogs decided (laughs) to actually you know converse converse with your neighbor you don't have to shout at them and bite them on the on the feet to make make them move anywhere (laughs) Remember hey, that, um, guys. There, there was no transition of um, of Rex hating Babe to suddenly Rex was helping out Babe yeah. at the end. Did I did I miss that? Because no, there, there didn't seem to be Rex. Yeah, like Rex was basically wanted to kill Babe when he yeah. when he came up and tried to talk to him when he was chained up after he had attacked Fly, mm-hmm. and then then suddenly at the end Rex is just like oh oh well I've got to, I've got to sort this out and goes yeah. and talks talks to the sheep and and gets the bar MU shit. Yeah, I think there's um there I think there is an arc. I think he's probably uh, I think his character arc is probably the loosest, um, mm. and it does kind of come together a bit too quickly for me. Um, for for me, it see. I I think he starts to kind of come around when Babe's poorly, I believe, and I think he links it to being um, because obviously the uh, farmer Hogger is you know sad and upset that uh, Babe's not eating or whatever, and I think Farmer Hogger is his master, like constantly referred to as being you know the the master or whatever, and I think he sees that obviously Babe is important to him, and in turn is like you know trying to help babe because he knows it will make his master happy maybe um Mm. but yeah like 
I, I do think that's probably one of the weaker arcs is the, the Rex. I mean, I like I like the addition of Rex as a character. Again, I think it helps with the the overall like kind of thematic uh, through line, but I think it's not um, necessarily uh, not it's it's not done to the best it could be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, again, <laughs> like I, I I like Rex, I like the character, but yeah, he does kind of just turn, and all of a sudden he's helping Babe with no real yeah. kind of explanation he's running onto the field which by the way get your security better guys there should not be dogs <laughs> just running onto I lo- her uh, i love i oh, love that God. little moment where it like cuts to the newscasters and like <laughs> yeah. oh he's giving him some tips to be a sheepdog and it's like yeah he is actually yeah. he yeah. is <laughs> he's literally literally doing just that my favorite little shot at the end is where it, i think it's on the tv and the camera is just holding on farmer hoggett who's just standing there like quietly with his cane and you've just got these sheep slowly walking by with this like pig herding them and it's just yeah. It, like yeah pl- completely silent and you're just like yeah this is this is weird <laughs> but look at it, look at it go. <laughs> well well done um yeah. but yeah and so... I, sorry i was just gonna say with the ending i think yeah it's done fantastically and i love that it like the music swells and it just cuts to the cuts to the credit there's no like you know oh well done or you know like everybody's having some you big don't conversation. get that big like oh the big yeah, hugs yeah. and stuff it, like it, that which, yeah. which you is get, that you know it's that kind You're of like the, the end of the karate kid yeah exactly exactly it's it just he does his job he he says his um little line to babe you know that uh, that'll do pig and it just cuts and that yeah that, that, I, I appreciate an ending where it just ends on that kind of high do you know what i mean like it's all come yeah. to this and they succeed and yeah they don't they don't fuck about with that ending i like i like that. i like it too i think they did that well and of course he says that'll that'll, that'll do pig so yep. that means no more competitions and they'll Egg. eat him <laughs> <laughs> i really hope they don't oh except we know they don't because there's a babe too well done babe you survived hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so um uh, do you have any behind the he- behind the scenes trivia for this film uh you know me fraser of course i have uh some little tidbits um well i'd I'll... hope so because i'm the one who told you to do it because <laughs> i was too lazy to do it myself <laughs> um let's start with james cromwell so um apparently he was handed uh, the screenplay from through it and saw that he had i believe a ridiculously small amount of lines so he decided to take the job thinking it would be like a nice uh easy chill job um and apparently he was just uh, a friend persuaded him to do it so he could get a trip to australia out of it um but yeah right. it then turned out to be uh that a he would have more screen time than anyone else so he was probably doing the most work um and it also turned into one of his biggest roles so you know well, well done. Yeah, good on well, him well done, what a smashing well. job except for yeah. the one shot where he was scratching his head that was the worst shot in, in movie <laughs> history but uh, apart from that great job james cromwell um st- sticking with james cromwell as well uh he um once watching this uh, once starring in this movie he actually decided to become vegan so good job james a lot of mm. I, I, I give you a lot of respect for that 
I'm assuming. Well, because because you're a vegan, whereas <laughs> I personally don't exactly. give a shit. We've got to, got to support my uh, my vegan bros out there. Well done, James. <laughs> um, so, old Magda, your your most famous export, apparently, behind, uh, well, ahead of Paul Hogan. Well, not an export. She's, she's like, babe was filmed here. She's, she's stuck yeah, around that's here. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and like Paul Hogan, leaving to America to make his dreams come true. Um, she was only in her early 30s, which I find shocking to believe. I didn't realize she was only in her oh, early 30s. That's why yeah. she's still alive. There you go. There you go. They made her to look about uh, 20 years older or so, apparently. Um, yeah, so uh, because baby pigs grow so fast, apparently 48 pigs were used during the filming um, of Babe. That's a so, lot of pigs. Yeah, unfortunately, there was no one singular pig they trained to uh, to do the work, which... It's kind of disappointing which is crazy because that means there's no way all of those pigs were properly cha- trained like yeah. to have that many pigs and at that age they yeah. would they w- would have had to just kind of try and set them in place and and no matter how much like you try with animals mm-hmm. like even the best trained animals are really difficult like they get to a point where they just crack the shits and that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's mad i don't it, like it boggles my mind again how they wrangled like so many animals and brought like and and it's so seamless as well like all the animals are on point like it's not you're you're never out of it like yeah it's just i don't i boggles my mind i don't know how one of the uh one of the facts is uh so it had 50 apparently there were 56 animal trainers by the way uh to Uh, your earlier point Whereas um, you were only giving a shout out to one i was giving the shout to the the animal lead i'm sorry um (laughs) But yeah, uh, with apparently they handled nearly a thousand animals, which is just insane to me. Just wow, yeah, it's it's mad. Good on them. Um, Do you want to read out all the names now, or I will. Uh, Stephen, no, no don't. Stop, um, stop. <laughs> but, yes. but shout out to you all, like you know, in in spirit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the, uh, as we were saying throughout, the location of the film is never mentioned. Um, though... uh, we didn't we didn't actually get on that because mm. uh, yeah I wanted to um, yeah it, it's it's odd isn't it because even like it's Christmas they're all wearing coats yeah uh, but the, but it's like sunny so it's not it's 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 sure. not Australia because of the coats it's not England because it's yeah. sunny and then you got the weird accents like yeah. some people are speaking in American some people are speaking in Australian I think Farmer Hoggett he doesn't say much but I think that's kind of Scottish yeah. it, yeah, it is like it's re- it is really really interesting to me because I feel for, like before I went and rewatched it obviously like in the in the first episode like it, this kind of felt to me like as a quintessentially british movie like with the with the farms and the rolling hills like that that for me I don't it know. seems very very british you, yeah. but it's it's funny that they are most of the characters are speaking in yeah, yeah, yeah. fake american accents and that's probably a marketing thing because they knew it was going to be it's a yeah. universal film so they knew that would have been been going sure huge in the us so yeah well um yeah yeah uh, what, what, uh, what i have is that, so the, the location is never mentioned um uh but throughout the movie the scenery and architecture is meant to suggest uh, be suggestive of somewhere in britain but as you said um the announcers uh, who were heard uh, speak with american accents and the bigger giveaway is that cars are driving on the right side of the road which is a giveaway that it's not the uk seeing as how uh, we love to drive on the but left a, but it, it's also not australia because we drive on the left too well, there you go 
there you go. At least I think we do. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if Otherwise you've been I'm doing it wrong the whole time. Um, yeah, one final uh, piece is that apparently it's included among the American Film Institute's 2000 list of 500 movies nominated for the top 100 funniest American movies, which boggles my mind because though i enjoy this movie i find it heartwarming i love the this uh the the morals and the themes i, I wouldn't say it's laugh out loud hilarious um no i, I definitely cute. would have been in it's there it's cute yeah but it's it's you know it's quirky wouldn't wouldn't say funny yeah. funny parts but no yeah it's uh tommy yeah, boy was funnier yeah <laughs> i can agree with that i guess to <laughs> a point um yeah so that's uh that's all my all my trivia for you Fraser. thank you very much we'll move on to the soundtrack now i oh do you have the composer listed because i forgot to write that um, one down. i do have the compo- uh, composer it was by nigel westlake but interestingly mm. originally it was going to be uh, i believe jerry goldsmith who famously did the score for alien um and oh. he they decided to go away from jay goldsmith after his score that he turned in was uh, too dark apparently which uh, <laughs> well, makes sense when you hire well. the composer of alien to do your child-friendly <laughs> movie um yeah i, I quite yeah. like the score in this um it's it's basically the same sort of tune just just kind of over the whole thing yeah. which i i don't mind i don't mind because i really really like that tune i think it's yeah. a really sweet tune yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, the uh, I'm except gonna say, for the uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh uh, no, I was gonna say the, uh, the babe. Um, the I'm gonna say it's Babe's tune, Babe's music. I don't know, but when he's mm. like succeeding at the um, the the sheep herding, uh, yeah, that's it, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece, I think, and it plays really well throughout the movie because they layer it in throughout, um, and then it just builds that rousing rousing number at yeah, the end, good. which is uh, always always fun. Yeah, I think the only uh, the only music in the film that I don't like is the fucking mice singing. <laughs> I think, I think you can buy an entire album no. of them singing singing songs. What, like Not Alvin and the Chipmunks? Not sure, but I think I saw that somewhere somewhere oh, in my uh, in my googling. I'm gonna have to give that a search because that sounds horrific. Um, yeah, well, I... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. I've, I assume is that your the, your least favorite, or is Babe singing um, Jingle Bells? Does that top it? Which... I would hope that that I would hope that that didn't make it to the album. I, uh, <laughs> oh, I hate it all. I hate it all. Album. Um, Just stick with the score. That's all I'm happy with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, the score. Um, I, I think it's fantastic throughout. Uh, done really well. Um, lots. There's lots of nice pieces to it, and yeah. It, it works for the movie, man. Um, at no point Damn. did it did it take me out of it, or did I think? I think the last few movies, I've actually found the score to be quite like the score is quite irritating. They like I really you're right. Them. Yeah, the last last couple of films that um, we talked about, we we both didn't yeah. like the score of either of them. So it's nice to have yeah. a nice yeah. score. Well done, well done, Nigel. So moving on to the legacy of this film, mm-hmm. uh, of course, after this, in 1998, we had Babe Two. Pig in the City. Yes. Have you seen it? Um, no, I haven't. Re- I haven't rewatched it since being a child. But I remember it being just really odd. <laughs> it uh, like yeah. it, it's a completely different beast altogether. Um, I think right. it's it's a lot that... darker. 
right? Okay, okay. Well, the uh, the uh, and this is according to IMDb mm-hmm. again. It says, "Babe, fresh from his victory in the sheep herding contest, returns to Farmer Hoggett's farm." But after Farmer Hoggett is injured and unable to work, Babe has to go to the big city to save the farm. What, what does he go to get a job or something? <laughs> I, I assume so. He, he goes, does, does his taxes, uh, goes, signs up for a big corporation, and uh, yeah, earns that dollar. Sa- saves that little farm. Um, I, I've never seen this film, and usually I can't help myself mm. but watch sequels. Even if I know they're going to be terrible, there's just something about sequels that makes yeah. me want to watch them it's just because if it's a film that i like i just want to continue the journey and the, and that's exactly how sequels work sure. in making money because they can put out anything but people will still flock to see that but <laughs> yeah. this one just couldn't couldn't do it never have done it mm-hmm. and will i ever <sighs> i mean i think i, I genuinely never never. think yeah i genuinely think it might be worth your while i like from what I know, shut up! I'm not doing from, it. From what I know, it's super, super George Millerian, if that's a word. Oh, um, ha! George Miller directs it, though. He does. So he you does must indeed. love it. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's say yes, just to keep my George Miller fandom going. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it's significantly weirder. I think it's a lot darker than this one but also i think potentially like i I quite like that in a sequel i like a sequel that doesn't like like how easy would it be just to churn out the same thing like you could have like babe seven where it's just him winning another sheep herding competition this time herding ducks or something i don't know like it's yeah i'm I'm glad they stuck to the two films because uh, i think I think Babe stands very, very well on its own. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is a sequel there is already like yeah. an insult to it, in my opinion. Do you so, think? Uh, you look based on not seeing the film, but <laughs> assuming it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Look, it's called Babe Pig in the City. Babe 2 Pig in the City. Like, it's not... that. Even that title sounds awful. It ta- It's just taking it out of the farm. It sounds just like a generic sequel. And yeah. even the, um, the lady, I've forgotten her name, who, who voiced babe uh, has yeah, not Chrissy, come back yeah. it's somebody else voicing babe yeah it's someone else yeah i don't remember if that is hugely noticeable i don't know i'm gonna have to i i think i'm gonna give it a rewatch and i'll let you know fraser in our own private oh conversation god away you from time when you're the watching the films that we're talking about too many times <laughs> that's true that's true um yeah so in terms of success uh so the budget for the movie was 30 million that's like estimated um and it made uh 254 million so it's hugely successful financially um yeah and ended up with a lot of oscar noms um so it got nominated for best picture best director uh, adapted screenplay, supporting actor, um, best art direction, editing, and visual effects, which it actually won, uh, beating out Apollo thirteen. So right. un- unlucky Apollo thirteen, you're you're not as impressive as a couple of mouths on pigs. That's got to be oh, uh, what a show, heartbreaking, what a shame. <laughs> but you know what? Go that on. won all those awards. But what about the Babe? ripoff of 1995 called gordy sorry what 
Is there a babe? According to IMDb, a talking pig named Gordy becomes involved in a quest to save his family from the slaughterhouse. That's right. What? In the very same year, they tried to rip off Babe with another talking pig film. You've been holding on to this, Fraser. I did not, I was not aware. Um, oh yeah, and and you know what, Ryan? That makes the hat because right? it was re- because it was released in 1995. Yeah, it we does. could <laughs> watch this and talk about it uh. on the show, but we're probably not going to. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Should I, should I just I'll, 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 like I'm going to say that, but then I'm going to throw it in the hat at one point, <laughs> it's and it's going to come out, and we get like, oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of uh, legacy outside of Gordy. Um, it was obviously hugely impactful for digital effects. Um, the obviously the talking animals were not real, just to ruin anyone's anyone's dreams. There, um, that was <gasps> computer animation. Uh, and the company went on. Uh, apparently, did a lot of talking animal movies. Uh, they did Scooby Doo, Stuart Little, Garfield, and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, so well ah, good but, on them. All the, all those films are good, except for the Garfield films and all of those Chipmunk <laughs> films. So. Yeah. Um, their their greatest digital effects wise was probably Life of Pi. I don't know if you've seen that, but the yeah. effects are ridiculously stunning, considering that it all takes place on a boat uh, and then the rest of it's green screen. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, good job, babe, for making digital effects a thing. Well done. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I'm going to give it credit for the entire industry. Well done, well done, babe. All right, all right. Good on them. Good on them. <laughs> uh, so, um, do you have any final thoughts about this film? Final, final movie thoughts. I'm really, really enjoyed the movie. Um, I think, as as I said at the beginning, for me, it's a, a timeless. I think the the themes um are there for adults and children to enjoy I, I think the overall story beat for me is this idea of embracing you know what makes you different um and like uh if you believe in something kind of following that through um farmer hoggett you know in the movie is made out to be crazy because he thinks this pig is gonna herd sheep um and it doesn't stop him which is a a message i can respect uh, just believing in something and kind of following it uh through so i I really like the themes i think the movie has a dark edge to it which for me as an adult makes it entirely more watchable than say just a standard kids movie you know not really saying much just trying to make kids laugh Um, if the movie for example was just the mice and the duck you know bantering back back and forth kids would love it they could easily have done that um but there's something more to this movie uh cromwell james cromwell is fantastic i think he carries the movie saying barely anything um which is hugely impressive for me um but yeah yeah i just i i really really uh, really enjoyed the movie um and I i think it it holds up really really well to this day there's a real kind of timeless feel to it apart from those kids drenched in their 90s clothes um <laughs> I, I, I don't think you'd be able to place what year this movie takes place in um yeah yeah, yeah it's just it's it's really really i really really enjoyed it man um what, what about yourself um look uh you know 
I was I was very much on the fence about this film, but mm-hmm. the se- the second watch, and I guess it's that having to let things sink in, and even as we're talking about it now, I feel so much better about the film than I did on that first watch. And and yeah. when I say first watch, the first watch as an adult, I hadn't yeah, seen it sure. uh, since I was a child, and I recall enjoying it as a child. And I can't really imagine anyone who didn't enjoy it. And it was. It was popular. It was a popular film. Yeah. And how could you really criticize that as a kid? It's got it's got talking animals. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun. It's funny, and and it's it's got heart to it. So it's you can't really say that you hate it because there's not really anything to in hate. the film to hate except for the fucking mice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, so overall, I I I think I'm, I'm yeah I, I would say yes I I like it I I'm it's yeah, I'm an adult and I'm watching a kid's film and you've mm-hmm. got to remember these films aren't made for us. Yeah. And you've always got to enter watching these films knowing that and saying like, oh, you can't be like, oh, that's stupid and childish because mm. it's a children's film. So I think having that vision on it, I and I did say I was a little bit disturbed when I, when I watched it the first round. It was just like, oh. <laughs> but after going back into it and... and Knowing what I was in for, and maybe it was yeah. just me being an adult and being like, "Oh, is that okay for kids? <laughs> the kids' film is yeah. it, is it like?" Whereas as a kid, it probably didn't affect me at all, and 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 I'd probably seen plenty of that stuff. I'm pretty sure, sure I saw The Exorcist when I was about eight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, so, yeah. No, continue. No, no. I mean, and I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I was as I said last week watching Hellraiser at the age of six or something stupid so uh yeah no i can uh, <laughs> yeah. i can totally support that um yeah like i i think it's an important point uh with the the fact that it is a kids movie um i think a yeah. lot of people maybe go into that and that can kind of temper their expectations i don't know or like it'll kind of mess with their overall opinion in a movie like i for me i think it's i think it's okay to like kids movies i like that I've, especially with movies like Babe, where there are themes um, and story beats that are important, like the the conversations around, uh, you know, our relationship with animals, for example. It, for mm. me, that's an important conversation to have, and I think this movie deals with it in a in in a a, a good way. Um, and I, I like I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with going in to a kid's movie and being able to say, do you know, I, I genuinely really like, like this film. Um, it, it, I, th- it, I think it, that's it impressive to be, a, to be an adult and actually be able to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, just being able to, I think being able to appreciate that, like you can, like for me, it's still the craft of making the movie. You, like there's yeah. like, though it's a kid's movie and you're still trying to appeal to kids, which obviously there's certain things you have to do. Um, hence the mice, um, I think still being able to make uh, children's movies that adults like. I mean, this is what Pixar have crafted, right? That that's what their whole entire business is: creating movies where kids can enjoy it, but there's also substantial stuff for you as an adult to enjoy and reflect on and and take away from the movie. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Again, f- for me, the fact that it's a kids' movie, I don't think hampers it. I, I, I think it's just a really well-crafted uh, film. I, I think if you compare it to Waterworld last week, like 
it's significantly stronger it's it's the story is stronger the themes um everything about it connects in a way that as example by what world um isn't always an easy feat to do despite having mm -hmm. uh, you know 14 times the budget or whatever it had um yeah it's just yeah it's just a, i i i thought it was a really really good movie man despite being a kid's film there you go great great all right so a show so shall we uh yeah, shall, shall we I rate it you your star rating <laughs> let's uh, i'm going to go with four great bahoos out of five fraser four great bahoos out of five wow yeah I, wow. I i really really dug it man really really enjoyed it i think far and away the best film we've watched so far um just on pretty much every level um i can't i can't really fault it i think though i did just big up kids movies and saying that they can be you know top of the tier some of your favorite movies of all time i do think the mice and like that side of it hold it back um mm -hmm. But yeah, no, uh, it's, yeah, uh, just a really, really strong movie for me. What about yourself? Great. Um, full disclosure, I just changed what I had written down. Nice. I like that. And, and so I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I had it as 2.5 and I can't justify having that rating on there when I'm saying I like it sure. rather than like, man, it's all right. I th yeah, so, yeah. because I, I, I have said I like it. And so mm -hmm. I think three. Um, <laughs> I hope that rating works for everything that I've said on this episode. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope that kind of makes sense. And um, what, I can't um, give it a... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what, what holds it back for you out of curiosity? I think it's there, there's there's nothing about the film that I would I'm not going to rewatch it. Okay. Put it that way. It's I I I like it for what it is, mm -hmm. and I like it for the time it was made and who it's made for. But again, it's not made for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm only looking at it for my viewing experience. Okay. And I I can I can give it a three for that, but I can't go higher because I just can't just leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't have to explain yourself Fraser if you want to give it free you give it free um yeah uh yeah I, I think I don't know I think let let it sit with you I reckon it's it's gonna be a grower I think when you have children it already you'll, is. you'll be thinking what, what movie can I share with my children that is gonna enjoy them that i'm not gonna lose my mind watching and i, I think babe's timeless for that I, th I think if i ha have a child in the next few years i could easily get them to watch babe maybe cover their eyes during the sheep mauling and the gratuitous death of old ma um, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no yeah um it's okay fraser you can have it at through i look forward to seeing what breaks your uh reaches your your high point of four if yeah. Babe doesn't get there. yeah i haven't i haven't gotten up there yet uh what is what's what's the largest i've given did did i give a 3.5 for tommy boy or was that a three uh i think you gave tommy boy a three Ooh, i put babe up with tommy boy ba but babe on the totally same level as tommy boy. totally different species so you mm. can't you can't think like that yeah all right well so there we go shall we uh pull 
next episode's title out of the hat. Let's do next episode, Fraser. What? Aren't you going to ask me what hat I've got? Oh, sorry, I'm miles away. Uh, Yes, I will ask you what hat you've got. Fraser, please tell us. What hat and I, and do you I, have? I got to tell week? you, I, I, what's going to happen? What, what is going to happen when I run out of hats? Am I going to have to go buy some new hats? I, or something? Well, I mean, I hope you're going to go buy more hats. Otherwise, what's <laughs> the point of this show? Um, I mean, the, the real issue we have is how many types of hats are there? I assume there's like a limited mm. number of different types, right? You know, you could you could you could just go ones with different. <laughs> yeah, it's a top hat again, but this time it's red. Like that, it's got a I sticker on it. It's yeah. got a sticker on it. Did you put the sticker on it? Maybe. <laughs> Is it the same top hat from from uh, episodes ago? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> All right. Fraser, so what hat have I you have. I have a look. I want to say straw, but I think it's kind of almost like fake straw. A uh, it's a lady's hat it's, it is a <laughs> lady's nice. hat that's nice um, that, that, but, su- that suggests you know ladies good good job but it does you... it does suit me yeah, yeah in like a, a... in like a scarecrow kind of way or oh no it's not that wide brimmed it's quite it's the brim is, is ah, yeah, okay. yeah. It, I, it, I, I would say it's it's possibly a unisex hat actually it doesn't really say it say okay. on it but anyway that's nice um so yeah, it's a nice hat. It what, just doesn't why, fit me. So why do you own a straw hat? May I ask? I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> that Australian heat, right? That Australian heat. That's that's why I have so many hats. Right? <laughs> I have to protect myself from the sun. Yeah, th- this podcast would not work in the UK. Literally, one hat at best. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I I am shuffling up the titles in the hat and a little nervous on what is going to come out. And I have a title. (laughs) So, on the next episode, what we will be watching is Village of the Damned. Oh, you're not happy. You're Uh, not happy. Well, I don't know. Like, from what I know, it wasn't a good movie then. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to do a horror. That's... that's, uh, mildly different we, we haven't actually mm. covered a horror yet so that'll be i'm i'm yeah I, I'm, I'm happy to do a horror and and we know that horror was was not, yeah. not a great selection in 95 <laughs> yeah but i'm also happy to do a film that wasn't a big film like yep, village of true. the damned it's it's a very oh God, very niche a cinema release i don't know yeah very so, very niche yeah i think this one's directed by john carpenter uh i believe you're right which mm. oh that makes me mildly more intrigued to be fair because I'm My, a fan of Carpenter. Yeah, I like Carpenter, but there's a, there there is a, enough bad films by Carpenter yeah. as there is good films. That's so true. I don't really think it's a stamp of approval. I my memory of this film is that. Yeah, I liked it, but I remember the performances were very, very poor, yeah. and and you had Christopher Reeve in this film, um, and, and yeah, I, I, it's definitely it was it, it was a yeah, it was an okay watch. Mm. I think I've got it on DVD actually. I am, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we might get a lot of material out of this one, mostly because from just everything I know about it, it's not meant to be very good. Um, uh, it's a, it's about think, pale kids with problems. Yeah, what can and I, go wrong? <laughs> and I think John Carpenter, when he's good, he is amazing. Um, 
as I've already discussed, the thing that might be one of one of my favorite movies. Um, but when he's bad, you get Ghost of Mars and yeah. shit like that, um, which is not good. Um, so yeah, this is also a, this is a remake of a film from uh, 1960, I believe. Is it? And I've I've not seen that film, but the concept is something that would work really, really well in the 60s. Yeah. Is it? Um, see, I always get them confused between. Is it Children of the Corn? Children of the Corn was made in the 80s, and there was about 10 billion sequels. Is that is so that no? Which is the one with the kids and they're spooky and they've got like? That's both of them. Is that's that both, both of them? them. Oh, yeah, honestly, they merge together in my mind. Uh, uh, yeah, I've okay. I'll, I'll 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 read you the uh, IMDb synopsis. Please do. It's it a a small town's women give birth to unfriendly alien children. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. is... <laughs> we're, we're in for some gold <laughs> oh, okay uh, i look forward to uh to watching this one yeah then, oh, God. it's gonna be i wonder one. if you're if if you're going to watch this like three times <laughs> or you're only going to be able to handle once uh, you'll have to tune in guys tune in find out how many <laughs> times i uh i i watch this shit um yeah wow excited uh, Alrighty, well, let's uh, end this episode. If you guys want to get in touch with us, yeah, jump on our Twitter at 1995Rewind. Our Facebook is under 1995Rewind, as is our Instagram. And you can also email us at 1995Rewind at gmail.com. And feel free to personally shout at me. Uh, at Ryan's Rich, nineteen eighty seven, Twitter. Get at is me, people. Th- is, it, is this Get a thing now? At that, me. Is, it, is this a thing? <laughs> yes, it is, Fraser. Be... In the hope that I can have conversation with people. Okay, I need friends. I need people to talk movies. Okay. This now, is... after after the last episode when you gave a shout out to your uh, to your personal Twitter, <laughs> was anyone messaging you being like, "Great episode, Ryan. Wow. Really loved it." Interestingly, I had one extra follow. Don't know where that came oh. from. Safe to assume it was my hot takes on Waterworld. So, you know. Or possibly all those people on Twitter <laughs> who were harassing. <laughs> they like, oh, let, might as well just follow him. Let, let's, let's not mention that, Fraser. Let's not mention that. My personal Twitter is at Fraser Ruddick. Nailed it. <laughs> Alrighty. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks and we will discuss Village of the Dead. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.